JM and the AM. Thank God we made it through by Goldwasser's segment without any technical glitches. And you're listening to JM in the AM. It is, in fact, a Wednesday morning broadcast. We are in our New Jersey studio, which affords us the opportunity so many times to bring interesting guests to these airwaves. DJ KLMN was with us before when we debuted sort of the Milo Cohen album a couple of months back. You might recall that. We had a whole discussion about Jewish music. Really learned a lot about about uh, Milo that morning, frankly. And DJ KLMN is back because uh, he revealed to us not only that he's an expert on Uman uh, for Rosh Hashanah, but he also is in charge of a music release, a video and music release, which has been uh, shared. I believe already we'll find out the excuse me we'll find out the whole story, but I believe it's already been shared with the world uh, regarding uh, Uman five seven. Eight four DJ K L M N. Welcome back to J M in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Great to be here. Nice to be here. Are we allowed to play the Miles Cohen? Is it released or not released? It's not released. It's so it's, we still have to hold back a bit. We got to hold back a little bit. We're getting there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think the timetable is on that? By, um, uh, by Thanksgiving, are we playing it or not? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. We got uh, we had an amazing thing. Actually, we got two great musicians to collaborate on two tracks with Miles Barry Weber. Since we since we came, yeah, Barry Weber's. Oh, he's amazing. He's fantastic. Have you ever seen his yeshiva in action? Yeah, by the way, yeah, sure. I had. We hosted them at Landed Eagle also. And and how many boys was that? Twenty. Uh, Twenty guys. Twenty. Yeah. He is yeah. doing. I said to him, I have this. I have this lecture. I love giving about tefillah. I said I'd love to come up and speak to the boys, and I hope it works out one day. But he's doing amazing work. We've actually featured him on the air and asked people to donate and to support him. Uh, Barry Weber, everybody, you think he's just a Jewish music star? He's doing incredible work with uh, young men in our community who need a little bit of a direction. And who else is on it? Barry, and you said there was another one. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that'll be another secret. Yeah. All right, we'll do that when it comes out. Um, and obviously you've been spending some time on the Jewish music over, over the last few weeks, because today I decided to install in my laptop, everything you've sent me over the last 48 hours. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to do this on the air just to sort through what I have here. Okay, but anyway, great. we'll get to all of that. And also you and I had the opportunity a few weeks ago to participate in the beautiful Simcha. Uh, there were people there like Yehuda Green, who I know you're very fond of. And uh, is actually working on on something with you right now. Yeah, uh, Yehuda's unbelievable. Hadn't seen him in a while. It was great to reunite with him. Also, I saw Noah Solomon, who is. I mean, you're talking about some really pure neshamas that you're hanging oh, yeah. out with, frankly. Oh, yes. the a lot of great people. And Milech, of course, was there, and we had an opportunity to celebrate an amazing occasion. So DJ KLMN is here in our studio. And how many years? I'm assuming it's years, and not just that you're a rookie at this. How many years? Are you in Uman for Rosh Hashanah? So my first trip was with uh, Rav Nachman Elbaum Zatzal back in... One of our closest... Well, you know that. that he was one of our closest family friends, yeah. I don't ideal, know that I knew, you knew that. Ideal tours. You knew yeah. that years ago, yeah. Wow, yeah. He's, he's gone a while, by the way. He is gone a while. He, he used to come back to Rabbi Besser Steele every year, and it was Rosh Hashanah. He and Rabbi Besser were brother-in-laws. brother-in-laws. Right. And he would, I'd say, Rabbi Elbaum, how was it? He'd say... Meyerdick. So I came. Nachman Elbaum went to Uman every year. It was Nachman Elbaum. He he left Baranovich. He was one of in the youngest year. Baranovich or Balchan Wasserman Shear. I thought he was a Garib Hudson. Right? He, he was very tied to Garib. Right. He had also connections. He was one of the first guys that went in and opened up Uman. And you met him on the Upper West Side. I, I, I that one, and is, by the way, before we get into everything, and this is a great tangent, we should mention, and I'm sure people in this audience knew Nachman Elbaum from Ideal Tours. It's funny, his name came up yesterday in a conversation. Um, he opened up everything. It wasn't just Uman. You wanted to go to the Grudge Shul. You wanted to go to Poland. 
You wanted to go to Krakow, Budapest. You wanted right. to go anywhere in Russia right. or any of the ancillary, you know, USSR breakup countries. He was the pioneer. Right. And he used to work with caterers to put together tours. Were you on any of those trips? I didn't go on any tours, but I, when I did start going with him to Uman, I was asking him. We'd, we'd have these long drives to the air, from the airport to Uman. I say, yeah. By the way, long is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, those days, yeah. In fact, you published that it's a few hours. A guy in Israel yesterday told me it's ten hours. <laughs> it depends where you go. This year, it depends uh, where you go from. Okay. So one second, I interrupted yeah. you. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. So, so, so I said, how did you, how did you end up getting everyone into Uman? He said. We bought a Jaguar in 1980-something, and we gave it to the mayor of Uman. That's how we started getting in. Brilliant. Yeah, they really knew And you said, and you indicated in that handbook that some of those tactics, some are necessary still, some are no, not necessary. No, absolutely not. Oh, it you're is, saying not at all? Not at all. It's all, even going in with the war. It's no close. presentations to the mayor. <laughs> Nothing needed anymore. <laughs> now, we've, we've, we've broken down the, the Now, let, we got to do the timeline here. It, it, this first trip was probably what year? Around? Uh, 2006. So he was still around 2006. He was just sure. He was probably 83, right. 84, and he had been coming back every year from Rosh Hashanah. And I remember I said, if he's going to Rosh Hashanah, Uman, I have to go with him. Let me go. And this is because you happened to meet him on the Upper West Side? I used to. I was, you dive in Rabbi Besser Shul. He was my rough. Rabbi Besser was my rough for years, and, and I was very close to the L-bombs. And I just wanted to see it. I wanted to experience it. I was the Rabbi on 84th Street, I think, that, is the that, name of the book. That's right? right. Yeah, I just looked at it For again. those of you who want context, Yisrael Besser, who is a frequent guest of ours, is his grandson. That's is right. Rabbi Besser's grandson. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we did that piece. So so you're real. I mean, you've seen it from the very beginning. Those, those were already, no, I think we had about uh, 10,000, 15,000 people. Even in 06? Yeah, we had a lot of people. So do you have any clue what the first year was? Like, when was when was there a revelation that now Uman, because of Rav Nachman of Breslov, who's buried there, is going to be a destination for Shana? Was it right after the breakup of the Soviet Union? I don't know enough about the exact history. No, I, they were going under the under the Iron Curtain. They were going in in the 80s. There were, there were Including groups, him? Or? Absolutely. There were groups that would sneak in. They knew where the caver was it was in a woman's house and they would go and they would dive in there so it had yeah. been going on for years and, and you know there's a long masora of going to your rebbe or on right. rosh hashanah in europe it's, so if he's oh six for argument's sake the first time he went may have been 10 years before that oh much even more he was that. in the 80s he was going under the iron yeah. curtain yeah he was sneaking in dj klmn is here you know you you <laughs> I, I you heard what i said you're, you're walking into a lion's den yeah you, you mentioned that you did this with Nachman Alba. I'm like, I mean, come on. Who's a, who's more spiritual than him if he felt this was important, you know? It was amazing. That, that really is the only reason I went. And it was, you can imagine Nachman davening with 10,000 Yidin standing at the cloys, the big, the big uh, right, shul I get, there. I get it. but And when they start singing Rosh Hashanah, everyone together. I mean, of course, you go to any Jews, 10,000 people together davening. Rosh right. Hashanah is going to be amazing anyway. Because the impression for a guy like me who's in Staten Island for Rosh Hashanah. That's the closest I've ever got. Oh, I've to, heard of that show. That's the closest I ever got to Uman, by the way. <laughs> for a guy like me, the impression is you're standing in a cemetery. The impression is it's a it's got to be a scene that I get it's spiritual, but it's sort of a little strange. But but you just used the word shul. Are you literally in a shul It's there? called the Cloys. Now there are numerous minyanim. If you could, when I was there in 2006, it was just kind of the beginnings. Today you have... Minyanam with 10,000, Minyanam with 5,000, there are numerous shuls. All outdoors or? No, they're under different tents. Louis Shiner's built beautiful tents there where you have. And why was he interested in doing this? Because he also wanted to accelerate people coming? Like 
I think that it was just he picked up on this idea of being able to feed. You know, I think the time there were five thousand Jews coming, right. and it was hard to get food. And then he picked this up through, and also years ago, years ago, yeah. And when you went the first time, was there an organized meal thing, or there was? He had again that year. I think there was about five thousand. Oh, he, he was already he was in. feeding. He was already right? in and. Right, and there were maybe there was one or two hotels back in tiny. So, so all the people you're mentioning in this conversation are, are not fly by nights. They they've been serious about this for a long, long time. Right, that's important to know. I mean, I get it. Also, and excuse my ignorance, I should have looked it up. Is Rav Nachman's yard site on Rosh Hashanah around this time, or that's know. not the relevance? No, so no. that's not the relevance of it. The relevance is that people believe if they dive them with their Rebbe. On Rosh Hashanah, again, at the Tzion of Rav Nachman and Breslov, it will bring, I assume, a, a good, healthy, happy, sweet new year, right? Right. Well, the claim is that if you dive in by Rabbi Nachman, he'll pull you out of Gehenna right. by your payas. You hear that a lot. Well, these are words he said. He did say that. Come right. to me on Rosh Hashanah. And oh, he, he Davka said Rosh Hashanah. He did oh, say okay. that. So he now said, we know yes, why. Right. But it wasn't his yard site. But right. But we know that Rosh Hashanah was obviously important. To yes, him. absolutely. And, and so his circle of Talmidim has expanded like crazy. It's not just Breslov Hasidim. Oh, no. It's like our friends from Simply Tzfat belong there, but I don't know what DJ KLMN found uh, you know, interesting about it. It's, it, it, it I'm, well, I'm a bit of a spiritual adrenaline junkie. I, so. And you're surrounded by thousands of others. Yeah, it is really... I mean, guys have said to me, Sfardim, Ashkenazim, limited background, strong background, old, young, a guy who's 18, a guy who's 80, every one of those categories has said to me how uplifting the experience is. I've always taken the opposite position because I, I just don't know how someone can leave their family for the yuntif of Rosh Hashanah. All right. Although the truth is that there are a lot of people who go to their, their yeshivas and they spend most of those two days davening and, and the meals are not really comprehensive like on Sukkot and Pesach. So it's sort of like, you know, my taina is not as strong as I think it is. That's brought down the Shulchan Aruch. You go to your rabbi on Rosh Hashanah. Sure, people talk about it all the time. Right, yeah. So we, as misnagdim or as more modern people, or however you want to classify us, we've gotten that for Yom Kippur. Like, we get total separation from everybody. We haven't gotten it yet for Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Well, the breast lovers say, the Rosh Hashanah of Elul is Ani Uman Ve'ishti Levad. But that sounds terrible. I know. By the way, it means that I'm going to Uman and my wife will be alone. Now, obviously, she she often does have company. She so does. In, in her own children and, and in-law children. So it's not like, you know, that it's always like that. But Well, I have a brother-in-law who's, brother who's a big breast lover in Natanya. And he, his wife says her most exciting time of the year, she cooks all the food for him. He takes it to Uman. And then she's with her and her daughters and her, and her sisters. And they're all together. It's like a female holiday for them. They enjoy it. Like a Shabbos Kala. Right. Maybe it's not as crazy as I think. It's not. And it's only two days. And the reality, again, is that in a lot of communities, there are people who are davening from 8 to 4 every day. Right. You know, it's not all Staten Island. We're doing the three-hour service from, uh, from DJ KLMN. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, this, the davening over there in Uman, I've davened in a, a beautiful, uh, there's a beautiful kola in Gaula called Nakuda Tova. Yeah. And they built a huge building there where they have rooms and guys coming and sitting there. The davening starts at 7 in the morning and it ends late tonight with no hafsaka. I mean, they're eating lunch at 5 o'clock. Yeah, but you're just... After uh, mincha, after everything. After everything. You're on cloud nine. Right. There's nothing like it. Uh, we'll talk about the war in a minute and, and 5784, which is coming up, but... Tell me about the infrastructure. You went in 06. What was it? Were, were there buildings? Were there places for you to sleep? Sure. Where, and what? And today I hear it's like a whole big business over there. It is, yeah. In 06, you would, most people were, were renting uh, apartments from the local Ukrainians. They would 
pretty much make their entire annual salary by renting out their apartments. And they, well, no matter what they thought of us, they welcomed that. Right, right sure. And they, I think you had one or two hotels. Now you've got numerous hotels. Built by uh, Jewish people? Built by Jewish people, yeah. Keep Bergman's built a lot of hotels. Are they there. all packed preemptive? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, sure. You, Do you round. have good accommodations? Uh, they're nice, yeah. I mean, a guy I, my size could not find comfortable accommodations, correct? We'll, we'll, when you come, <laughs> and you'll bring Nate, and we'll go. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing Uman together. That's a reference to Rabbi Nate Siegel, who DJ KLMN has publicly invited <laughs> to come to Uman on Rosh Hashanah. I don't know if he could trade the three-and-a-half-hour service for what goes on there, but who knows? <laughs> and in 06, did you, uh, even though it was officially catered, did you feel the need to schlep along your own food or not? Uh, well, my brother-in-law's wife uh, cooked all the food for and us. Was and plenty. It. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And, and no matter where you stay and where you rented, you had fridges, you had ovens. Everything's taken care of now, yeah. It's really, really done beautifully. And now the vendor vibe is pretty amazing, right? Like there are people on the street it's, selling different things and services and stuff, right? If you look at the video we did, Pushkin Avenue, yeah. the reason we did it was to- Is that the main drag? It's the main drag. And you see all the stores and you see the restaurants and I mean, there are pizza shops and And, and not only shops. open in Elul. Uh, no, some are open. Some are open year round, but Elul is really the main right. time, and you've, you're, you're the dancing on the streets. Now, if Russia Shana and, and your wife knows about this, right? She knows. Sure. Your, she knows you're going. Oh, it was in the Kaduba. We had to we, we negotiate. <laughs> you actually wrote oh, it. Oh, you yeah. wrote it into your marriage contract. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I see. There's some conditions you will not you will not cave in on. Um, uh, what was I just asking? Yeah. So if Yuntif is Friday night, which believe it or not, this coming year it is. If Yuntif is Friday night, do you go Wednesday? Are you there a week before for Slichas? Like, what do you do? So we usually get in um, a day before. As, oh, literally. Depending, yeah. Depending, and it's a little. It's tricky with the war now. So there's right. three three ways to get in. Well, there are more, but people are going through Poland. But was there always only one way to get in? Like the traditional route that uh, took you before could go the war? Either Odessa or Kiev, and you just took a cab or a, right. or a bus. It was. Pretty simple. And what are you doing this year? So this year we're going to fly in to Romania and go through Moldova and then cut through uh, the border and go straight to Oman. And those two car rides are very long. They'll be how long each one? I think, well, let's say from Moldova, Kishinev to the uh, border of Oman, it's maybe three hours. That's it. And then you walk through. I'm telling everyone, do not drive your car through. Walk through and get another get another taxi on the other side of the border. It's another three hours to Oman. So it's not the 10 hour. Why did someone say to me they go to Moldova and it's a 10-hour ride? It depends where you, wh which airport you're flying into. There's yeah. quite a few. But also at Poland, there's actually a train now a lot of people are taking this year. So the train that goes from where to where? It goes from Poland into, uh, I think, through Moldova into uh, Uman. Wow. Um, it, now, you were there last year. Last year, I did not go. Oh, you didn't go last year? No. D did the war affect those who went? Like, was it? obvious that they were in a area that's at war or no so <laughs> listen i mean i think if you talk to uh, if you talk to people that were there they'll tell you that uman last year was actually probably more intense and more special spiritually than it was before he had about fourteen thousand people that showed last year right. uh, you're you saying miyamos you're surrounded by people who literally have gone through that experience right and you have um i mean, the front is about 800 kilometers away from oh Oman. that's far so, yeah i mean in israel you've got ashkelon you're you're 100 right. kilometers away from the, the battle right. and that's uh, the only part of your handbook i didn't like i don't i don't like comparisons to our brothers and, and sisters in israel are going through bombings and they're much much closer to the border right yeah right. you overdid it on that one okay so i'll, I'll try you off the air <laughs> That's, That's the last time I visited your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ KLMN is here. Now, we should make this clear because I'm going off in so many different directions here. 
this, what was the name of the street you said? The Pushkina name? Avenue. So you decided that you have to make a, and this is out, the video's out. The video's just dropped Rosh Chodesh Elul. In honor of Uman. In honor of Uman. Who's involved? Year. You and who else is involved in this video? Okay, so I put the video together, the song with uh, a, a music producer uh, named Zvika Bornstein. No, who's, we don't speak of course. Zvika, sure. We saw, I, I know where I saw him, at your house. That's right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Zvika works with a lot of greats, Nisim right? Black, God Elbaz. Sure. Um, and then, of course, Mila Kuhn and I collaborated on this. We did the lyrics together. And we wanted to kind of do a, a tribute to Laser Shiner and everything he does in Oman. So some of the lyrics are a tribute to Laser you'll hear in the song. Well, that's really cool because, mm-hmm. I don't know, people who are high profile like that don't don't always get, you know, nice tributes to them. That's really that's nice. Right. And he knows about it, right? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm sure. I mean, he's in Africa now. I think what, what's amazing, when you, go, when you see uh, what Laser does over there and you see he builds these magnificent um, dining halls, red carpets. Everyone's treated like, and it's it's literally a meeting place of all Jews from all over the world, having your suitors together. We've seen the food preparation videos from Jack Shelby, because uh-huh. he's been there a lot, Jack. Okay. And um, it, it's quite an operation. Like, that's really the only way to describe it. It's just a massive operation that somehow has gotten toward perfection over all these it's years. It's incredible. I mean, fresh baked breads and yeah, great, everything. yeah, it's, it's And you make a reservation, and your meal will be there. It's there. When you're ready for Yontif dinner, Yontif lunch, et cetera, et cetera. Right. All right, um, I have here something that says LandedEagle.com Pushkina Avenue. Would that be the... Uh, That's where you find the information. It's on YouTube, Pushkina Avenue, oh, Pushkina. I said Pushkina. <laughs> oh, I think this is it. But this is this this is um, this is a 10-minute video. Does that make sense? Right. So we do, like I said, we wanted to highlight people to see what's going on right. in Rosh Hashanah. So the first three minutes is a song, and then you've got oh. a, a seven-minute kind of a back behind the scenes tour of the music scene in Uman. So the vastly unprepared Nahum Siegel could actually play the first three minutes right now. Yes. (laughs) I see you like my honesty. All right. uh, DJ KLMN is here. Uh, Those of you out there who you can search us online and certainly search it in YouTube. If you're into what goes on in Uman, or if you're not into what goes on in Uman every single year, uh, Pushkina Avenue, P-U-S-H-K-I-N-A Avenue, uh, you literally could search those words and uh, check out the video, which we're about to play, or at least part of it, so you'll hear uh, what the song is all about on a um, on a new music alert Wednesday at JM in the AM. Houston, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Now, greetings to the world here with the one and only KLMN coming to you live from Oman. Right here on Pushkin Avenue. Oh, here we go.
Shocking to some of the people tuned in, but we are highly recommending checking out this video. DJ KLMN has obviously spent a tremendous amount of time and effort to put together some amazing. First of all, I honestly can't get over these scenes. It's I mean, the way you described it earlier is exactly what it is. I mean, just a a, a, a large street or thoroughfare filled with Jewish people who seem to be celebrating every single second. Celebrating. This year we're Just let that mic drop. This year we're expecting 30,000. Lasers already got meals for 15,000 set up. I mean, it's happening. It's. Uh, I spoke to his guy on the ground two days ago. He said, I said, what's it like? He said, you know what it's like in Yerushalayim? I said, yeah. He goes, it's like Yerushalayim over here right now. It's quiet as you can be. All the, all the grocery stores are filled with fruits, vegetables, oils. Even the non-Jews have all the food they need. Last year, they had some problems getting, like, do soft they, drinks. Do the non-Jewish people think that everything's full because the Jews are coming? I don't think that, no. In other words, a, a month ago, it was also there. I mean, yeah, already, well, it's been good. There. Yeah, the factories have been put and bombed the PepsiCo factory last year, and oh, they rebuilt it, and now they're getting, they had to get their Pepsi from Romania last year, and now they're getting it from the same factory. And Putin's ruining everyone's... Uh, uh, Russia, China, yeah. And everyone's lives there. It's like... Right. Yeah. I don't get the whole thing. Um... I'm also surprised, frankly, that uh, everyone. I mean, look. I guess if you make the effort and you and you have the commitment to go there every year, you're going to figure out a way to go with thirty thousand colleagues. And no matter whether there's a war or not, simple as that. People are going to go. Now, wait, why do you you keep saying the number thirty? But then you said lasers preparing for fifteen. Is that because half the people do stuff on their own? Yes, half the people do. Well, you know what? You've, you have a lot of imitators. Success has many fathers. So there are other massive absolutely guys have built their own compounds now and they're feeding a few thousand here a few thousand there it's amazing and the imitators and the person sleeping furthest away from the main area will be how far away i would say probably a 30 minute walk on the outskirts. people rent so there homes is that. yeah but i'd say so most people stay kind of local in the main area how many are on uh, Pushkin Avenue? Oh, are, Pushkin. are there places to sleep there? Sure, that's where all the old Soviet buildings are, and people rent their apartments there still. That's what And you said there. in your handbook, and we'll go through it in a second, uh, you said in your handbook that that um, that normally when it's not Yuntif, Matzai Rosh Hashanah, I would assume, Erev Rosh Hashanah, there's a lot of music, a lot of music. Oh, of, sure. But this year it's going to be a little quieter. This year and last year is quiet. I think uh, people don't, make, don't want to make a chil Hashem. Right. Like, yeah, there's Time a of war, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's... And you said that in a way that might be a good thing it's a little easier to sleep. Yeah, a little easier <laughs> to sleep. <That's... laughs> I mean, would the celebrations go on all night? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot. So Tzom Gedalia, when you'd wake up Tzom Gedalia morning, most people did not have a good night's sleep. Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, too <laughs> much to up to, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you call it the um, the what do you call it? the state of the Uman address? <laughs> DJ KLMN of Landed Eagle Records, uh, it, along with the release of the Pushkina Avenue video, which again we are now highly recommending. 
uh, is giving his State of Uman address. Those of you out there who are uh, planning on going or thinking about going, I want, are, are, are there last-minute people? Like, are there people in the next two weeks going to be saying, you know what, I'm going to drop everything and go? For sure. You need plenty of those? If Rebbe Nachman calls you, you go. You know, there's guys still contacting me through our program that want to come. Artists and musicians, we usually bring an entourage with us every year. We brought last year, we brought Zivika Bornstein. It was uh, two years ago, Zivika was his first time to Uman. So you... You were responsible for a lot of that music there. Sure, yeah. We're bringing, uh, let's see, Tal Halevi is an old, an old Breslau musician. He's coming this year with us as well. He hasn't been in about uh, 10 years. I don't think he's been. And the number of musicians who probably come from Israel must be. You get some really interesting uh, talent there, yeah. Um, the Pumadisa brothers, they, they really run the, the, the whole well, stage. Well, Simply Zvat, they're simply coming. They're... Yeah, they're there. Nisim Black, is he's really the grand Rebbe now of Uman. He is like an amazing, amazing person. And we were learning Lakute Maran backstage before the concert two years ago and just watching him. I have, I have to tell the story because before he went on stage, I was standing behind the, behind the scenes with him. And for five minutes, he went back and I was like, I just caught out of the corner of my eyes seeing him be doing his spot to do, just asking for Siat Deshmai before he performed. And I could overhear what he was saying. Kaddish Baruch please just give me the, I want to just inspire the Jewish people. Let me be a shaliach for you. Rabboni Shalom, let me talk to the people. It was amazing. And then he came out and rocked. And I remind everybody listening that he was not born a member of our faith. That's right. An incredible story. Incredible. What does that say about us? Wow. 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 Um, all right. The point you made earlier, you write here that Uman's 800 kilometers from the war, which is obviously important. You're not in the middle of, the, of a war zone, and chances of, God forbid, a bomb dropping on people in Uman is quite rare. The factories, as you said, are back in business. The Pepsi factory destroyed last year. That to import soda from another country. This year, things are up and running again. Plus, the supermarkets, as you indicated, are full. The non-Jewish population must be thrilled, <laughs> frankly. Um, and fourteen to 15,000 people are going to be fed by the group that you mentioned, led, led by Laser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are taxis available. Just don't go in the middle of the night because of the curfew. Again, a wartime thing, I assume, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's still a curfew, although it's not so enforced as it was last year. Yeah, that's true. They're probably going to be much more lenient. Uh, and then you mentioned, of course, as we just discussed, the different uh, advice you have of how to get over the border and which cabs to take, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have a very interesting piece here. And this is what I alluded to at the beginning of this conversation. You are encouraging people, and, and let's be serious for a second. You're encouraging people not to bribe officials who are there or people in general, I guess, right? Absolutely. There's do no not, need to do no that. It's to, a bad idea to do it. Right. When you go across the border, they sort of put you into a room. They will give you your passport back. It's a five-minute process. People get impatient. They start knocking on the... It's not like, it's a yeah, longer process. Yeah. So you, not, the only thing is you don't want to bring cigarettes out of out of the Ukraine into Romania. They'll, they will confiscate everything. And alcohol is a big problem. But not uh, not imprisonment. They'll just take it. They'll take it. They'll confiscate it. And the, I mean, anything beyond cigarettes is going to be a problem. And there, there have been some arrests. So you want to stay away from that. Well, stuff. you actually indicated in this thing that someone's sitting in jail for something. What was it? Cannabis? The, yes. They're was. sitting in jail. Now. And he had a medical license apparently as well. And it still didn't help. still got in trouble. Yeah. So leave that stuff at home, guys. Can we get him out by bribing or no? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I'm not no sure. Way. I'm, they're working on it over there. But in, in all seriousness, I mean, I don't know how much you want to say on the air, frankly, but th- there's got to be people that you meet along this whole route that you feel you have to give a gift to just to get better service or to, you know. I have I mean, no need. If you need to tip some guys to help right. you carry your suitcase, right, that type of give thing. them 10 or $15. I'm saying. Plenty but, of guys are there. And they you. must, for 10 bucks, they must be. They're thrilled. They'll do anything. They're thrilled. 
Um, do, are there locals whose kids are now involved in the, like the younger people, they've gotten involved in this whole business? Because sure, for them, it's sure. like, it's, this it's is, a lifesaver. It's a lifesaver. I mean, the entire population of Uman doubles for Rosh Hashanah. It's literally the lifeblood of the whole economy there. Have you ever gone non-Rosh Hashanah? I did. I took um, my rabbi in Muncie, Rabbi Berg, uh, a few years ago. What before, time of year? Before he was Nifter. It was the middle of the winter. And um, Were there any Jewish kosher services? Uh, there was the, the chief rabbi, Rabbi John, was there, and he prepared some suitors for us. So Joe Nakash was nice enough to give us his airplane, and David Nakash. And we flew Rabbi, rabbi Berg and his oncologist. We spent two days on the ground there. It was amazing. Middle of the winter. Um, it's cold. I mean, really, really not. And it sounds like it's empty. Yeah, pretty empty, yeah. You have a few, you know, in those days, you have maybe 100 families there. Any members of the Jewish community live there permanently? Sure. Oh, was that sure. the hundred? Absolutely. You were yeah. We're talking about Jewish. Now people. there's more year round. There's more more people living there. Then you need a school. You need they have a mikvah. School. They have need... a school. They How have many a... mikvahs are there? I'm not sure. There's a lot. But people have built oh, over yeah. here. <laughs> there used to be one. I remember 2006. There was one safari, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Because uh, frankly, just the people I know who go will not go rush on a davening without going to the mikvah. Right. Right. Yeah. There's plenty of mikvahs. Uh, <laughs> these taxi costs for the rides you described not that expensive. Not too bad at a all. A three-hour ride for a hundred bucks. That's, that's you right. Know. right. It, I think Rosh Hashanah probably be three hundred total. Right. Good point. Up. Because right, things go up at that point. I get it. Um, Fourteen thousand meals we spoke about the cigarettes. You just warned everybody about that. And I can only imagine what our Israeli brethren go exactly. through. Exactly. That's that, the problem. Yeah. But they could buy there, right? They could buy cigarettes yes. in, in buy just buy local, right? Uh, the alcohol and drugs we spoke about, and this gentleman who's in jail, uh, I we pray for him. Um, and you do claim that there's a confirmation that thirty thousand seats from around the world have already been have purchased. already been sold. That's that's according to Rabbi Karbach. Yeah, thirty thousand airplane airline seats have already been sold from Israel. Putting together Israel, America, and all the other places that people go. That's right. It's incredible. That's also, which airlines benefit from this, by the way? All, all the airlines that fly through. You have a Turkish, you have Lot, you have the Polish airlines, you have... And they all know Lufthansa. the routine. Yeah, they do. Well, I mean, people are flying into, you know, the... Right, the, in general, they fly to Israel through these right, places. Right, uh, But if they have a, a plane load of Hasidic-looking people, well, it sounds like it's not that far into them, right? That's number right, one. Right, And they know what to do. They know the routine. Sure, They sure. know there's going to be a shocker service on the plane. They, they know <laughs> they this, do. right? Yeah. They know there's going to be a lot of kosher food being ordered. Yeah, the Ukrainians <laughs> didn't used to like that, but uh, they're not flying right. anymore now, so. Well, Ukraine. yeah, they're not flying. and right. But on top of that, they, they came to the revelation that they're making good business on this whole thing. So at, at some level. It also helps, you know. Right, that's right. right. Uh, you're never going to rid everything when it comes to anti-Semitism. You're not going to rid everybody of everything. Um, and um, last year, 26,000 people. And again, we spoke about the music. And there's going to be a no music this year, at least in public places. Uh, but I would assume there's some good kumzitzes and stuff after davening on Yantif. Absolutely. I, I all, the, all, the, all the yeshivas and whatnot, the other buildings, yeah. And Pushkina Avenue. It's not only a street, it's also a video. And people should check that out. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. Talk about a state of Uman address. I think you covered everything this morning. We got to get you there. What do we have to do? I can't do? see doing it. Maybe I'll get you. How close are you to the Tzian? Like, are you a very close walk to the actual? I'm, I'm a five-minute walk where I stay. Yeah, very, very Are you close. in the same place every year now? 
I, I bounce around. I stay with Milo Cohen usually. He, oh. has a, he has a little entourage over there that, that, that he dominates one of the big minions there. So. Meaning for the Ahmed? Yeah, he dominates for the Ahmed, sure, sure. Is a, yeah. Remoto Frank comes over and he kind of has a whole group that Milo leads the dominating. Beautiful. Remember last time you were here, we spoke about the Shab bus? Sure. Has the bus been anywhere this summer or not? Uh, the bus has been going around Muncie. Uh, it's making its local rounds, and uh, we're getting it ready to go. Hopefully on the road, we're trying to get Schlepping Nachas and Mylach going to go on a, on a cross-country Schlepping tour. Schlepping Nachas is? Schlepping Nachas is a new jam band out of Israel. We actually did a song with them called Kutcha Bricho, Tell Me What to Do. It's, a, it's, a, it's also on YouTube. There will not be a Shab bus at Burning Man? Not this year. We're not going to be doing. But it's that. happened in the past, right? We've we've you've had some type of of, of presence there. That's right. We did have a camp. We had a kosher camp a few years ago. Boy, oh boy! Yeah, unbelievable. Well, if you're into spirituality, it sounds like the capital is Uman. I'll tell you that much. Uh, if if not Pomona, then it's Uman. Uh, <laughs> now you sent me. A, is there anything else that you sent me that you want to get to this morning, or these I mean, we got time? You can get a little preview. We'll work on a couple more songs. Well, tell me, tell we, me what we're doing. Well, we're doing a remix of probably the greatest Jewish music video of all time, Ivri Anochi by Benny Friedman. So we're doing a deep house version of that, which is influenced a lot by Tribal House. And we're doing a song with Yehuda Green. Which, so you know what? You know what? We have three thing, three things you sent me yeah. that seem to be unnamed. Right. Let's do a little do a little experimentation. <laughs> on the air okay, All right, sure. let, you'll tell everybody as you hear the opening notes you'll tell everybody what it is that we're listening to which is this one this is of course Yehuda Green this, this is a remake of the Rebis too. can we play this absolutely Yehuda Green will say it's a brand new music alert Wednesday at JM the AM play the first minute and 30 seconds of this <laughs> Yehuda Green remix, we're calling it, right? Basically, it's a remix. remix. That's what we do a lot of, is Land Eagle does remixes. And then there's, of course, the, the Ivri Anochi coming out, which is called Ivri 2.0. And you'll hear what, what we did with Benny. Uh, all right, so now, oh gosh, I hope I get this right. Let's see, you tell us what this one is. <laughs> On-air experimentation here at JM and the AM after 40 years. What is this one? Let's see if you can figure it out. Let's see. Oh, is this it? 
Is it real? Okay. Does Benny know about this one? Sure. He <laughs> just gave me a big bracha to do it. <laughs> to hear uh, Benny do this tempo at a wedding. That'll be something. <laughs> He'll be collapsing the floor after about half a minute. <laughs> this is what you do when you get electronic music together with the Jewish music. So Landed Eagle basically is enhancing a lot of great Jewish music That's out there. Like, we, like, we like to merge the electronic music world and the Jewish music world. Where'd you pick up your electronic music expertise in the West Coast or here on the East Coast? No, I did it when I, you know, when I was a kid. I used to listen to all the early stuff in the eighties, like electronic music. And People don't even realize how much of a force it was back then. It sort of snuck into the whole, you know, pop music scene. That's right. Once you got into the eighties and nineties, but mm-hmm. today, boy, um, pretty amazing. And then there was one more you sent. Oh, then was there one more? I don't know the Kuchabricha one, which I did with Slapping Nachas. Pull that up on YouTube. That's a great one. That was one of our biggest hits, I think. Yeah, identify. Don't quiz me on this one. Identify this one for me and tell me because uh, it's the last one I got. Oh, this is Pushkin again. We oh, this is the Pushkin. That's the that, audio. That's Pushkin. the audio Pushkin. We covered it all, okay. DJ KLMN. It's pretty amazing. I don't know if I should give you a bracha that you're going to Uman or not because I have to maintain my stance that people should be with their families and not travel to the middle of the Ukraine. Is it the middle of the Ukraine? It's uh, No, it's not the middle of the Ukraine. Near no. the border? Yeah. Well, 800 kilometers in the border, right, but I get right. it. From the front. But it's somewhere in the Ukraine. I, I'm proud to say I have no clue where, but it's somewhere. We're going to get you there. It's somewhere in the Ukraine. Um, are there other spiritual stops near there? Before you leave, are there other graves other, you know, um, a landmark, um, a Jewish leaders that are worth visiting there. Um, I haven't done those. There are a lot of people that go around there. There, there are a lot of the Hasidic rebbies are buried around the area. So, and we know where they are, and um, they, they, the, they know pretty much where they think they are. And uh, right. you know, you go to. Well, I assume some of them are marked. I would yes, just go some, guess. Some of them are marked. A lot of them were destroyed. Right. So, yeah. And that's it. And they uh, then they eventually get back home for Yom Kippur. That's right. People stay for Yom Kippur, too. People go for Sukkot now. Anyone who's there at Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur obviously is staying there the entire week. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. That you've never done. No, I haven't. So we can assume you'll be on a plane, Som Gedalia. I'll be back. Yes. <laughs> I'll be back is right. Uh, I'm just not in the mood to end this conversation. Otherwise, I'd throw you out of here. But I just uh, I think this whole thing is fascinating. <laughs> I love hearing about it. And uh Hopefully it'll bring uh, Yeshua's and Nechamos to the Jewish people because, uh, hey, it sounds like if the most important thing, and I believe that everybody, Misnagin and Chassid, would agree, if the most important thing is to daven and have the uh, Dvekas that you described earlier with the one above, if that's the most important thing for Hashanah, and it likely is, I would imagine, then, hey, if 30,000 people are having their tefillos enhanced by being there, then... The electricity before Musaf either in Barry Weber's minion or in Yoli Leibowitz's minion, it's not to be believed. Barry Dobbins to the Yomit? Barry Dobbins the early minion. It is like you walk in before Mosaf and you feel this. It's like, I can't describe it. Everyone feels it. And then 
when Musa begins, you're just plugged in on a different and level. It, I'm sorry for asking this, but I'm sure I'll be criticized later today if I don't. The craziness we hear about, is it very, very minimal? It's minimal. I mean, there's there are episodes there's like anywhere. Everyone has their 30,000 people there. You can have a few a few uh, interesting apples. But in all seriousness, if you hang out there on a typical day, you're not going to notice any craziness. No, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of simple, I'd say, a lot right. of singing and dancing. But right. but, it, but if, if if one is fearful that there's criminal activity happening, oh, no. you, you would say it's no. literally at the minimum. Nachman, everyone's around talking about Rabbi Nachman's Torah. There are classes everywhere. People are learning. You're They're not just, wasting their time. No, no, no. There's no downtime for them to get I mean, involved. There's, with there's a little I'm bit of saying, if, And if, the guys that are there and they have their downtime, you know what? They're having their downtime in Uman on Rosh Hashanah. Right. So God bless them. And what is chauffeur like? Is there a period of time or a specific few minutes or hour during Rosh Hashanah? Well, this year would be the second day because obviously the first day is Shabbos. Is there a time where it's just unbearable? How many chauffeurs are going off at once? No, no, because the minions are so big. You know, there's not. It's not an issue. No, no. You see see the impression I have? It's like battle calls. Literally, (laughs) I have that impression that that Pushkina Avenue is filled with minyanim all outdoors. Like sort of like the Kotel when, you know, when Nate's comes, doesn't feel like that. I hear you saying that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's so many chauffeurs. Wait a second. I can't I can't be Yotze's chauffeur with that no, guy. No, no. So not an issue. No, thousands of people in each minute. You see what I worry about? Yeah, I hear you. It's good. <laughs> have you gone over the menu yet for Ashana with the uh, with the people preparing 14,000 meals? I'm you, not, a- I'm, you know, I'm not mocked on it. It's always delicious. You know, it's always I mean, I fresh. I have to assume there'll be no nuts. I mean, it's Rosh Hashanah after all. <laughs> right. There'll be no nuts involved. No nuts. I have to assume there'll be honey available to Plenty dip the challah in the honey. Yep. Is there seriously honey? Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Everything you get. Every time they give out an individual it's, it's, meal, there's honey involved? Sure. It's beautiful. I look on the, if just watch the Pushkin Avenue video. You'll see the food being given out. You'll see behind the Simis? scenes. Simis? Is there Simis? I don't remember the Simis, actually. <laughs> Maybe I think there is. There probably is. I mean, come on. It's Russia Shana yeah, right. after all. Come on. Yeah. One of the yeah. traditional Russia Shana uh, uh, culinary treats. Right. And is there good dessert? I need to know. Oh, yeah. Great it's dessert. good dessert. It's not Sweet. as good as Barbie's, but it's good. <laughs> Sweet for a brand new year. Yes. All right. Sounds like you have all the bases covered. Anybody wants information? How do they contact DJ KLMN? Uh, on Instagram, just type in KLMN. That's follow it. us, DJ KLMN. And if someone seriously wants to go, and I don't know if this is the right audience, but it could be, but if someone seriously wants to go, they should contact you. Contact and you, me, and tell them DM, what to do. where we have a special initiative through the Confine Sharing program to give subsidized tickets for certain people. So we have an application. What is that, like half price? Uh, yeah, we will subsidize their flights in some cases, depending if they've never been before. There's actually a special for any people, anyone that's finished um, Ellie Stefanski's, uh, uh, his Daf Yomi, we're really encouraging the Ellie Stefanski guys to come to Uman this year. And you're ready to subsidize. And we're ready to subsidize. Is he going? No, he's not going to go. <laughs> if he finds out that I'm doing this, he's going to have a <laughs> he's going to have a fit. You're getting into a lot of trouble this morning, I must say. Got to stir it up. Got to stir it up. <laughs> and you waited for a half hour into the interview to mention subsidies? Thanks a lot. <laughs> right. I, lo- I lost half the audience and he's mentioning <laughs> subsidies now. <laughs> D J no 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 K L M N right. on Instagram go to K L M N right they'll contact you you'll tell them how to get a subsidized ticket absolutely and you'll toss an extra simis if they mention the name Nachum Siegel sounds great <laughs> we'll do it we'll tag you uh, this was really a delight this was really a delight 
Uh, I, I can't I tell you, I hate saying goodbye to you. This is so great. But anyway, <laughs> uh, a real pleasure. And I'll take this opportunity to wish you a Simatova. Happy, Thank healthy, you. and sweet new year. Thank and you. we have a date. We're, we're going to get together Sukkot, Samir Tisha. Looking forward. Yeah, we'll get together Sukkot and Cholomoyed. And, uh, and hopefully some of your spiritual inspiration will rub off on me. That'll be great. Is it I'll possible? Take, sure, it is possible. Sure. It might happen. I'll take some of yours, too. <laughs> I'm happy to hear I have some, thank God. More coming up. You are listening to a uh, a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM.